Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Father, speak to me today. Speak to us today. Father, I just want to be a pure stream for what you want to say. Holy Spirit, speak uniquely to everyone as only you can. Reveal what needs to be revealed. Bring the truth. Shine the light. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Who agrees with that? Shake hands with someone around you. I'm going to have a sip of tea and grab your seat. So good to see all your shining faces. So how's everyone doing? I'm just going to reiterate, fantastic working with you guys on Saturday. You know, I I love it when the body comes together and works. And there were new people here that I didn't even get to say hello to and and work alongside, but do you know what? They were kicking it with other people here. This is how the body works. This is how the body works. Actually, how does the body work? You ever thought of that? Because it's, it's very foreign. Church is a foreign culture. Most people come into church and just go, oh, this is too weird for me. They'll think it's so weird that they'll just even say, I can't go to church because God will strike it with lightning or the roof will fall in if I walk into a church. And you go, what's so special about your sin that God chooses to destroy his house on the day you walk into it? It's like, you got tickets on your sin or something. Is it, is it more unique than my sin? Is it? Yeah, <laughs> we're all there. It's interesting, in the book of John, Jesus has some unique conversations with individuals. They are on their own and they are profound statements about our faith, about our culture, about who he is, and they're said to individuals and no one else is around. So how does the body work? Well... Initially, we are an egg and a seed. A father injects his DNA into an egg. It conceives, and at that point, this is glorious. At that point, they see that there is a flash of light that is given off as the seed and the egg are united. That is Zoe life. That is divine life right there. We think we are creating life. No, we are procreating life. We are just carrying the essence of the creator himself. So life is sparked at that instance. Breath comes into our lungs. We're slapped on the butt by a doctor. They're not very, they're very rough with us at here he is, whack, you know, like, and there, he's alive, beautiful. We're born again. You must be born again. Nicodemus comes to him and says, you know, has this chat by himself, teacher of the law, deep, profound teacher of the law in the book of John. And he says, unless you're born again. And he goes, how can that be? And all that. But We're born again. We get the Father's DNA injected into us. We are changed, not from the outside behavior, the inside. We're changed from the inside, transformed from the inside out. He starts to change us, but we must be connected. We're injected with new DNA, but we must get connected to new culture. 
We're injected with new DNA, but we must be affected, infected by a new culture. This is the gospel in four words. Admit, submit, commit, transmit. We admit we need God. We admit we are broken. We admit we are sinners. We admit we don't know how to do life. We need, then we admit we need a saviour. We admit we we need a God because we don't know how to make sense of all this. We admit that we see design, but we don't see the designer, but the designer says, I've put it in there so you see me. We admit, we submit, I submit to the Lordship of Jesus. We commit to the body of Christ and to serving the body of Christ and to serving our function and knowing what our function is and what it must be on the planet. All of us have a function, God given by God to fulfill on this planet and we will stand before him one day and we will get a well done, good and faithful servant. I want to hear that. My fear is that it's going to be something that I don't want to do that is what he required of me the most. So I don't want to miss little things. I've got to be grounded in life. We must be grounded and aware of what's going on around us. Thank you, Father. I'm trying to get this out really quick, but it's not seeming to do it. So we get connected into new culture. It's a new way of living. It's a new way of seeing. It's a new way of hearing. It's a new way of appreciating. It's a new way of eating, meeting, serving, functioning. It's the body healthy. The body healthy. We we're talking about it yesterday. When the body is healthy, it's attractive. When the body of Christ is healthy, you don't need an evangelism program. People are attracted to healthy bodies. So this year, we've had a lot of prominent things come out of the platform. I'm reminded of something that came out last year. Speak well, don't slide. Speak well, don't drift. Speak well, don't drift. Don't slip. Hold your ground. If you need to at the moment, draw that line in the sand, that lentil patch, and say, here and no further. Take a stand. So it's a new way of functioning. It's a new way of thinking. It's a new culture in life. So we must come into it, and we must become a part of it. And the only way we're encouraged in it by the Word of God is that the old teach the young. Those that are more mature then teach those that are more immature. I'm going to go back to my body for a second because I'm just so proud of it. Um, (laughs) I'm really not. I've got a daughter in my family that calls me the, you know, the shriveled chicken man. Is that what it is? Dried chicken man? I don't know. I probably added a few adjectives in there. (laughs) Now you know which daughter it is. (laughs) So I have people that really keep me grounded in life. But so as we know, if you don't know, surgery on my back and pancake spinal cord has caused an impingement in my right leg, in my foot, so it's not reading the signals. So there's there's a disruption in here, not in my leg. Muscles are fine. Everything's fine, should be functioning. I can move my toes and everything, but they're just not hearing the signal right. Sometimes we don't hear the signal right from God. 
sometimes where the culture we're going, this is uncomfortable, I'm awkward, this is, it's straining me to fit here, to be here. Because this muscle here is straining to work at the moment. So what the other muscles are doing, they're not even attached to this signal. This is a unique signal for this muscle here, the femur, what is it, the tibia, tibia, does anyone know that muscle? What's this one? Posterior tibialis, thank you. For some reason, that is so important to me. Please just cope with me. This is how I'm wired. I have to know what that's called in Latin. We've got surgeons here, <laughs> We've got, and I'm trying to pronounce things. What am I doing? Okay, so what happens in the body? This is how profound the human body is. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So all these other muscles around it, they don't hear this signal that just comes through this one bend, but they're hearing this. My body is screaming out to my foot at the moment. My Everything is willing this toe and this foot to move and all the other muscles around it are hearing it. Even though they're not connected to the signal. Come on, get the body of Christ. The Ephesians 4.16. We are all fitly joined together so that each... We've got it on the screen. Did I give it to you, Regan? Yes, this is so important. Oh, if we just stop and pause on him. From him. From him. That's where we begin. From him, the whole church, the whole body, the church in all its various parts. What is that? All of us. All its various parts joined and knitted firmly together by what every joint requires, what every joint and part receives. When is the body strong? When every part supplies. So this muscle is not supplying. So do you know what the other muscles around are doing? We can hear this signal, buddy. Come on, come on. So they are in pain. I've got, I've got muscles firing in my quads trying to lift my foot. They are killing me at the moment because they're shouting. No, they're not killing me. Every time I say it's killing me, my, my wife goes, turn those words around. Okay. I get this intense pain. <laughs> hey, none of you have to agree with her correction in my life, all right? I get enough of that from God, Holy Spirit, and her. <laughs> and Bridie. <laughs> I'm off track. Supplies, supplies, every part supplies, every part supplies. When each part is working properly. Every, each part is working properly. It causes the body to grow and mature. God wants. To, see, here's, here's a hint. Who likes the idea of Jesus coming back? Who wants him to come back really, really soon? Because they're uh, looking at the planet going, this thing's starting to go off. Like it's, <laughs> can you smell it? It's, it's a bit ripe. It's getting a bit smelly. It's like somebody's feet, you know. <laughs> Where was I going with that? It needs mature people. It needs strong people. This world needs mature people with life in them. 
Do you know what light does to infection? Ultraviolet light destroys infection. Do you know what salt does to infection? Salt in destroys infection. So we admit, submit, commit, transmit, as we all supply, as we all supply. So my foot will end up moving, that muscle it will be engaged by all the other muscles around it going, come on. Can't you hear the call? It's saying move. It's saying, come on, you can do this. You can run. You can jump, Stephen. Oh, wow, I can. You can do these sort of things. You wouldn't believe how glad I didn't just go, you know, because Kylie's seen that and she says, can we not fall over anymore? So, abiding together, being hospitable eating together. This is all the culture of the kingdom of heaven. If you've been disconnected from God or real church, the body will nourish you if you give it a chance. If you give it a chance. So here we go. I'm going to just go into something to do with a woman here because it's Mother's Day. (laughs) How much time have I got? Six minutes. That's my favorite number. Come on, come on. I love the book of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. By Him, all things were made. There was nothing that was made that wasn't. There was nothing. There, can you read this? There was nothing that was made that wasn't. I love it when you use lots of negatives in something. There was nothing that wasn't made that wasn't made from him. And you're double negative, double negative. And it's like, you're really making a point. There's nothing that was made that wasn't made by him. In him was life. Zoe. In him was life, and that life was the light of mankind, and the light went into the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. That's so beautiful. I love the book of John, the one whom Jesus loved. So Jesus, baptizing people, even though he wasn't baptizing them, John really pointed that out. He was baptizing more people in, the, in, the, in verse four, chapter 4, baptizing more people than what John was, even though he wasn't baptizing it, he was making his disciples baptize them. John likes telling these little stories. And um, then... They go off to get some food. They go to Samaria because the Pharisees want to kill him because he's baptizing so many people. And there's so many people getting free and delivered. And the Pharisees, the law comes in immediately. Don't let the law come in on your life. When someone comes to you with a word of freedom, don't allow law to come in immediately. The man at the well is one of the first um, signs. The, the, The Canaan... Um, wine, the, sorry, the, the Cana wine, the man at the pool of Bethesda, he gets healed, he's walking, and they say, how dare you get healed on the Sabbath? God just healed me, how dare you get healed on the Sabbath? And the law came in immediately and they missed it, missed it, the year of the Lord's favor, I am the law of Moses, was right there, the Alpha and the Omega was right there, it. How many times do we miss it because we've got our eyes on the old and not on I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. 
That's not you throw out the old. The old re, uh, really defines what God's doing because you see the pattern there. So he meets this woman at the well. This is a profound encounter. He says to her, can you get me a drink? And she goes, "Who? why are you asking me? You're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. And he goes, if you knew who you were talking to, I could give you water where you never thirst again. And she says, you don't even have anything to draw from. And this is a deep well that Jacob, our forefather, you know, and he told us, and he, there's this whole discussion there, read at some point. It's really deep. Then she says, she makes some statements. He says, bring your husband. It's amazing how Jesus goes straight to the heart. She asks him some questions. He goes, where's your husband? Go and get your husband. She goes, I don't have a husband. He goes, yeah, you don't. You've had five. And the one you've got now isn't your husband. Imagine if someone could just read your mail like that. I don't know who this woman was or how broken she was. And she'd been through five marriages and she had another relationship. She was was rejected by society. She was looking for love. Potentially, by culture, we think she didn't have children. She could have been barren. That's why her husband's, she'd been through so many husbands. Don't know. Not much is said about this woman. But Jesus said something so profound to her that we need to hear and we need to take notice of what he was saying. Because she said, you Jews say that we have to worship in Jerusalem, but we were told that we need to worship God on this mountain. And it was a mountain, two mountains. They had to curse one mountain and bless the other mountain. And Jesus says... In verse 21, woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. This is the time he's talking about. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know for salvation, wholeness, healing is from the Jews. I used to wonder why the term Jew when there's so many others, 12 other nations in Israel. Why the term Jew? Because it's the one that Jesus came through. It's the most important. Judah is the most important line. It's the one that needed to be kept. So, get, getting back to this. Um, where was I up to? You Samaritans, yeah, yeah. Worship, um, where am I up to? For salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come. When the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. 24. God is spirit and his worshippers must. That's a big word. Must worship in the spirit and in truth. Okay. How many minutes have I got left? Three. Wow, Stephen, you're so long-winded and you're Three minutes. Okay. You know that time is not chronos. Time is the force that brings forth transformation. So let's allow this time bring forth transformation in our lives. I'm going to go backwards. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. Spirit, what does that mean? 
The word spirit is pneuma. Now it comes, well, it, that's the shorter one, but um, pneumatikos is the, the word meaning not earthly, not fleshly, not carnal. So pneuma has, spirit has so much to it. I'm going to break it down into two. <laughs> is that okay? So it's divine. It's not carnal. It's not fleshly. It's ethereal. It is heavenly. It is hierarchically, hierarchically above everything that we know or understand. Then spirit, pneuma, is also breath. It's the breath of life. It's actual forceful breathing here. It's a direction of breath to the point of the force of will, where you direct your attention, where you direct your voice, where you direct your will. Am I making sense? Okay, this God is spirit. He's not a relaxed, wishy-washy spirit. Do you get it? I've got no other way of saying it here. That's all I've got. <laughs> so God is divine not, divine, not carnal. He is breath. He is force of will. He has direction, purpose. Truth. This word truth means truth times truth. It's multiplied truth. It is true as in not concealing or hiding anything. It is true as in real. The, the opposite of it, this is weird, deep when you get into Greek words and Aramaic words because English words are so basic. Um, it means to crawl on your, the opposite of crawling on your belly and hiding in grass. You're actually standing up. You're being real. You're being... Nothing unexposed, you are real. Nothing concealed, nothing hiding, this is me. So God must be worshipped in spirit and in truth. It's another aspect of truth, his word is truth. Jesus is truth. There is so much in this, but I just want to look at these parts. There is a time coming, so... God is spirit. He is all those things and he must be worshipped in that, not carnally, not fleshly and in truth. So there is a time coming, Jesus said, a time. The word is hora. Hora means an hour. It is a moment. Scripture speaks of days. It speaks of um, years, the year of the Lord's favour. It speaks of months. It speaks of times, but it speaks of days and it speaks, I'm saying things doubled up here because my head's racing. But time here is horror. It is an hour. It means it can equate to a day, meaning a beginning and an end. It's an instant. It's a season. It's very short. It's a glimpse. Like at any time in the day, you can see something that catches, something beautiful that catches your attention and you notice it, it changes you. Yesterday morning, I'm driving to the um, to Working Bee, arriving early, prayer meeting. I'm looking at the, at the sun just rising and the, the purple in the... We can miss the sunrise. Do you know what our human nature is? We will slow down to look at a car crash and we will race past a glorious sunrise. Why is it that we, are, we look to the negative 
when we want to see the glorious. Will. It's our force of will. Time, there's a moment, there is a time right now. We are in this season right now. If you want to look, if you want to see, if you want to hear, you can get it. We're in a time right now where, I'm going to go into this now, true worshippers. What does that mean? True worshippers, worshippers. The word worshippers means, uh, uh, have you got all these for me? Do you know that I gave this to him like minutes before worship ended? Champion. So, time. So true. We go with true. True means in this, the true worshippers means real, opposite to fictitious. It's not counterfeit. It's not imaginary. It's not simulated. It's not pretended. It's the opposite to imperfect or defective. True worshippers. These are not fictitious, not counterfeit, not imaginary, not simulated, not pretended worshippers. These are real. The word worshipper here, this is going to freak you out, means an adorer. An adorer. You own it for, for your eyes only, only for you, Jamie. You see what no one else sees. Everyone saw you or Jamie on Thursday night. Jamie was at the Africa Cirque, Mother Africa. Guy got him off on stage and then ripped his shirt off and made him play bongos. Yeah, wow. So worshippers, eyes only for. A worshipper here means eyes only for. Your eye is only looking for that. So what does that mean? When my eyes are only for my wife, I'm looking around trying to see the the outline that I know is my wife from the side, from the back, from the, where is she amongst all this sea of women here? You know, like sometimes you're like that. My eye, I see women, but my eye is only for her. Yeah, I see all your features, but bang, there she is. That's what my eye is looking for. All you lovely ladies are beautiful too, but my eye is for her. So this word worshipper means to kiss intimately. An adorer that kisses so intimately like a dog licking its master's hand. Oh yeah. Some of you are like, Ugh. Me, I'm like, go for it fella. No, 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 no. Secret time, secret time. My feet. There you go, boy. I've had like three or four dogs that just lick my feet, just go to town on my feet, and I'm just in heaven. It's like, hey, no, hey, 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 no judgment here. No judgment. We've all got something weird in our life. Come on. We're something freaky that people would go, if hey, we knew about that, we'd go, hey, I just choose to tell you about it now so you don't see the screen up in heaven one day and go, you let the dog lick your feet? <laughs> I don't know, in my head that's what happens. <laughs> Let's run the reel of Stephen. Has everyone got their popcorn? This is going to be a long one. Hold your sides, it's very funny. <laughs> True, not fake, not pretending, intimate. 
See, a dog doesn't care that you whack it in the head when you go, don't lick my hand. Next thing you know, it's... <laughs> it adores you. Slap a cat and you find out what a nature's like. Slap a dog and it's like, what did I do wrong? I'll do everything better. I'm so sorry. Slap a cat and it's going, I'm going to eat you if you die. <laughs> okay. True worshippers. See, humor just keeps you ready to receive the next part. So what did Jesus say before this in true worshippers? Verse 13. I'm going backwards here. Verse 13. This is before... No, verse 24. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Welling up to eternal life. Jesus answered her, See, this well, Jesus said, and this is in the book of John again. It is on the the last day of the the feast, and his brothers said, you've been doing all these great miracles. If you really want to make a big show of it, because they didn't believe it was him, they go, you need to go and do it in front of everybody. You need to go and do your signs and wonders in front of everybody. They're sort of mocking him a little bit, his brothers were, because they didn't know who he fully was at this point. Jesus went up to the festival, up to the, the feast, and on the last day, the, the greatest day of the feast, it says that he, he stood to his feet and in a loud voice shouted about the rivers of living water. Anyone who comes to me, out of them will burst, burst forth rivers of living water. Now, you might go, this is all great, Stephen. It's all this. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, I know what this is like. To have, to feel dry and then just start worshipping God and then just start praying in the Spirit. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm connecting my spirit. It says, what knows the heart of the Father, but this, sorry, the, what knows this, yeah, the heart of the Father, but the Spirit of the Father. What knows the heart of man, but the Spirit of man at this divine, precious union. And people say we're too Pentecostal if we do this. Oh, you guys, it's got nothing to do with being Pentecostal. That's just a title. This is called being spirit-filled. This is called kingdom of heaven. This has got no earthly title that you can put on it. This isn't charismatic. This isn't hype. This is out of your innermost parts will flow rivers. And at the driest times in my life, God has been the most faithful. At, the, at times where I have had no direction, God just <sighs> breathes life into me again. He is faithful to all generations. So Jesus answered her in verse 10, going backwards. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it, sorry, who is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. You would have asked him. When you ask something, is there any will involved? 
because you need to worship in spirit and in truth. It needs to be a force of will. Who's ever just, who here finds it just so easy to worship God that it's like, ha, it takes a lot of practice to get this physical manifestation of God to equate with the spiritual manifestation of God. And it's a daily journey throughout life because eternal life comes through eternal death. We are for the rest of our lives dying to the flesh and being made alive to the spirit through Christ. C.S. Lewis talks about that. If you really want to go deep into it, I won't this morning because I'm already over time. If you had only asked me, I would have given you living water. There is a time coming. See, I liked going backwards because it shows you that Jesus was answering things in his questions. He does that so beautifully. Have you ever gone to somebody and say, why have you done this and you treated me like this and I feel like this and how dare you? And they just say, what's going on in your world? What, what, what makes you, why are you feeling? What? And somebody that just has the confidence to just not take the, the barrage and take it personally what, what's going wrong in your world, but just because that's what Jesus would do. I want to be like that. I'm not. I'm trying. This is my journey. But isn't that what we all want to do? The call is here. The time is now. Fakeness must go. We're seeing it throughout the church right now. Whatever you want to call it, God is having his way in the small and in the mega, <laughs> in the micro and in the meta, he is, is that the right one? Yeah, macro, sorry, macro to meta. Thank you, all you guys. See, for me, that's important. Words. <laughs> From the smallest to the largest. Father, we want to be true worshipers. Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of Jesus. You are the spirit that will lead us into all truth. That's your promise, Jesus. I believe you. I believe you, Jesus, that your spirit will lead me into all truth. Do you agree with me today? You can agree. You can agree and say, yes, Holy Spirit, lead me into all truth. Father, I thank you that we have this opportunity right now to attune our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your spirit. You're calling us to be activated. You're calling us to come together. The world through everything else and just the, the brokenness and has told us we need to separate. Don't touch, don't breathe, don't talk, don't communicate. And we've got into a habit of it. And the culture of the kingdom of heaven is lay hands on one another. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Embrace, speak life, breathe over one another. Breathe the Spirit over one. Can you see how much it, everyone says that it broke down community, but it actually was an attack against, this isn't what we do in coming together. The ecclesia is what we are. It's who we be. 
if you see it nothing else than an attack of darkness on on the ecclesia being it didn't work the light went into the darkness but the darkness did not over the church grew profoundly during COVID even though the enemy blitzkrieged it Father thank you for healing the church thank you for healing the church you are restoring the church you are the time is now for true worshipers to worship the spirit of God to worship God in spirit and in truth no fake no nothing pretending real and sometimes that nothing pretending you can go but I I know who I am I know the sin in my life I know the thoughts that I have and sometimes you have to make the statement no my will is I am the righteousness of God in Christ if I am in Christ I am a new creation the old has gone the new has come that's the truth. That's how we worship God. In, not, and it, sometimes it is, oh Lord, what a, I am a filthy sinner. Lord, forgive me. And He forgives. We don't need to carry it. And then when we go back again, because the enemy tries to remind us that we sinned, and we come back again and we go, Father, oh, I feel so bad still about what I did. I was nearly there again. I, oh, but I... Father, I feel so bad. And he's going, oh, I can't see that record anywhere. It's not written. It's been taken. Because he chooses to not remember our sins anymore. His will. His will is, I will not remember. You know, when you can't help remember some things, you forget about it until someone reminds you. He chooses to not remember. Even when we remind him, he goes, no memory. Man does not exist praise be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ Father I thank you for igniting truth in each one of our lives thank you Father for igniting your spirit in each one of our lives because of eternal life because of life Zoe we need your Zoe life we don't need inferior life. We need fullness, heavenly life. We don't need inferior light. We need superior light. We don't need inferior, broken, useless salt. We need good, rich salt in our life. Father, thank you for your refining fire in each one of our lives. Thank you this week as you speak to us, as Holy Spirit, as you do, as the nurturer. You are the, the mother heart of the Father head. Father, Holy Spirit, you are the nurturer. You're the counselor. You're the comforter. You're the standby. Oh, you come beside us and you lift us up. Thank you. This week, revealing truth. And how we can step into being a full worshipper, a full adorer, and not miss this moment. So that everywhere we see, we'll see God. Our eyes will be attuned to Him and Him only. We'll see Him in sunsets, sunrises, bees and ants. And we'll see Him in other people and in flowers. God, Your glory is everywhere. The whole earth is full of Your glory. On that, I drop the mic and say, Amen. 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 Who, are you finishing up, Kai? You sure are. Isn't she a gorgeous woman? This is the mother of my beautiful children. And yes, I got her when I was young and beautiful. <laughs>
she didn't know what she was buying into. I did. Look at how gorgeous she is. He's still young and beautiful, babe. <laughs> so how good was that word? Yeah. So let's carry that word with us into the week. Because it was James, wasn't it, that said, be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. So how we do that word is we bring it before God during the week and we say, Father God, what does that look like in me? How do I become an authentic, true, nothing hidden, nothing held back, spirit to spirit, not my head getting in the way, worshipper. Every day, every day. Let, let's carry the weightiness of that word with us into the week because the time is coming and it has now come. So now is the time to do something with that word. It's now come. It's now come. I feel like we have a window in the spirit to re respond to that word. It's, it's a time-sensitive word. God's saying, now lean in, now lean in, now lean in. Go deeper, go deeper. Get real, it's the time to get real because as the body of Christ, there's going to be more required of us moving forward. So we need to have real. How good is God? And if there's anyone that hasn't made that decision to follow Jesus, I just want to give you an opportunity right now just to lift your hand and say, I want to be a follower of Jesus. If you haven't made that decision, do it now. Do it now. We'd love to give you a Bible. We'd love to do the journey with you. Awesome. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.